0: Cuban authorities say they have uncovered a human trafficking ring which recruits its citizens to fight for Russia in Ukraine. The group supposedly targets Cubans already living in Russia as well as those at home in Cuba. Authorities in Havana said they are working to, quote, neutralise and dismantle the network. I want to bring in Patrick Oppmann, who is for us in Havana tonight. And Patrick, just talk us about this network. How many Cubans do they believe have been recruited here?
1: You know, details are, are very, very scarce, and, and even the uh, statement is, is quite remarkable because, as you know, Isa, Cuba and Russia have uh, a very close relationship, one that has only been made closer by the war in Ukraine and Cuba's support up until now of Russia essentially parroting Russian propaganda line saying that uh, the war is the fault of, of the West, of, U- of uh, NATO and the U.S. Uh, for essentially pushing Vladimir Putin to to invade Ukraine, but uh, this statement uh, also laying out that uh, Cuba does not allow its citizens to serve in the armed forces of other countries to essentially work as mercenaries, uh, and that they will not allow people uh, either working from Russia or here within Cuba to try and recruit its citizens. And this is not uh, that much of a surprise because uh, Russian outlets had been uh, putting out the pictures of Cubans that had been recruited now for months, saying that they pay them up to two thousand. $1000 uh, a month uh, and we'll give them Russian citizenship. You know, put that in context, uh, $2,000 is more than a doctor makes in Cuba in a year. So it's very tempting in the midst of a, a severe economic crisis uh, if you're going to try to recruit soldiers. And so is this a question of deniability? Is this a question of, of Cuba uh, trying to distance itself from what something its ally is doing? Or is it just uh, the, that Cuba does not want its, uh, its citizens to become cannon fodder? And that uh, certainly when you have uh, some uh, young Cubans who don't have, even appear to have any kind of military experience, uh, trapped in the middle of a war zone and saying that they're being mistreated and they've been lied to and that they're being forced to go to the front line, you know, uh, that's not a good look for anybody. So uh, yeah. the Cuban government is coming out and, uh, and uh, essentially saying uh, that uh, they do not want their citizens in this theater.
0: Uh, and that was gonna be my question. Those who are being recu- recruited, Patrick, do they know that what they're being recruited for or are they being lied to here? You're getting a sense of this.
1: They're saying they're being, they say they're being lied to, that, that they were going to be uh, brought to Russia as cooks, uh, or to work in construction, and that they were uh, once landing in, in Moscow, essentially given a rifle and pointed towards the, the front line. You know, we don't really know, uh, yeah. but uh, you know, the Cuban government is, is, is saying that uh, there is uh, human trafficking going on and that they will put an end to it.
0: I mean, where there's then, Patrick, there's leave the relationship between Cuba and Russia. Like you said, Cuban government receives aid from Russia. I mean, this is somewhat awkward, isn't it?
1: Yes, they're literally keeping the lights on right now because of so much oil. You know, One estimate is more oil has been sent to Cuba uh, in the last year or so than at any point since the fall of the Cold War. So this is essential Russian aid. And you could really watch the high uh, wire act uh, being done in the statement released last night by the foreign minister, where they don't really blame uh, the Russian government, of course, is aware that Cubans are being recruited and and as alleged, uh, traffic to fight in the war. Uh, but the, the Cuban government says they simply don't uh, uh, allow this uh, to happen. That they don't allow their citizens to fight for for other for other countries. So you know, perhaps uh, this could be a case of deniability where uh, the Cuban government was aware of this and and this was their plan B. If if it became uh, better known, or, or it simply could be that uh, you know, they realize there are no winners in this and that uh, they don't want their citizens uh, being, being chewed up by the Russian uh, war machine. And one thing is to, uh, to parrot some propaganda points and uh, support Russia in the UN and that kind of thing. Another thing is to, to have uh, your citizens yeah. on the front lines. You know They certainly don't win by doing that. And, and again, you know, no, no evidence that actual troops are, are, are serving at the moment.
0: I know you'll stay on top of this story, uh, Patrick Opman. Always good to see you, Patrick. Thank you very much. Well, as Russia tries to rally Cold War allies to its cause, it's downplaying Ukrainian games. Russian Defence Minister Sergei Shogu, seen here in North Korea, says Kyiv's counter-offensive has not achieved its goals. He told a military conference call the Ukrainians are desperate to impress Western allies and Russia has improved its positions. But after hard-fought as well as costly battles, the Ukrainians say they're making headway, particularly in the south, after liberating and You can see there. And in the east, new video shows President Vladimir Zelensky with troops on the front, that is near Bakhmut. Meanwhile, in Russia, there are reports officials are covering aircraft with car tires. It may be an effort to protect them from Ukrainian and pro Ukrainian drone attacks. Satellite images show us at least one plane covered its tires at an airbase south of Moscow. CNN's Melissa Bell is live for us in Kyiv with the very latest. And Melissa, you know, for those of you who have been watching us every night, in the past few days they would have seen that you and I have been talking about the gains being made by Ukraine in this counteroffensive, how they're trying to expand their gains around the Zaporizhia village of Robotnia using our trilio, you said, as well as drones. What do you make then of these new, this new Russian tactic, as we've just outlined there, of covering aircraft with car tyres?
2: Uh, it's interesting that they're having to respond to those drone attacks that we've seen really increase, not in just their number and their regularity and their reach, actually, over the course of the last few days and weeks, but also in the openness with which Kiev would acknowledge that they are behind them, ESA, and I think that's interesting. Uh, it shows certainly that Russia feels that as far as their infrastructure, uh, some of those drones are getting through enough of them that they feel they have to take measures, however makeshift shoving at uh, some tires uh, onto their equipment is. It is nonetheless a protective measure. And as to the point you made earlier about what Sergei Shoigu has been saying about the counteroffensive, I think there is uh, some truth in the fact that the fog of war, uh, the fact that neither side is particularly transparent on what is going on in the counteroffensive does make it very difficult to see what is going on still. What we are hearing from sources, both on the Ukrainian side and the Russian side, uh, is news of extremely intense battles, a very fluid situation, positions being uh, going from one side to the other very quickly, fierce fighting to the east of Robotna towards Verbove, uh, fierce fighting as well uh, to the south. Uh, and uh, what we have been able to do is speak to some of those men who've been responsible for the liberation uh, of Robotna, and that is uh, at least one village uh, that is now certainly in Ukrainian hands. The flag now flies over what's left of Robotyne. Ukrainian leaders say it's the first victory of the three-month counteroffensive, a source of great pride for the men of the 47th mechanized brigade.
1: Today, we evacuated both civilian and civilian people. Sixty-six in total. Our infantry prepared people so they could their own necessary things.
2: The soldiers hadn't expected to find them, but rushed the handful of men and elderly women into their Bradley vehicle before speeding away as quickly as they could.
1: То, од'їхали. Ми прильоти прямо сразу по тих самих місцях. Тобі ж для росіян мирне населення. Вони ну їм, що військові, що мирні. Вони не обращать німання на це. Їм всі одинакові. Прилетіло два метра від Бредлі. Впали, повезло то що, слава Богу, єсть Бог на світі і, по согляді росіяни просто банально, ну, не було прямого влучання в машину. Вкрилося машина вогнем, димом. Посікло повністю бочину, ну, видержала кумулятивна броня. Бредлі шатнуло. Ну, вискочили ми.
2: Back in the safety of a nearby wood, the civilians are given much needed water and phones.
1: Галу дочечка, алу, алу. Привіт. Привіт, куколка.
2: But for the 47th brigade, Robotina was just the start, and some of its heroes have since fallen. I'd like to ask about your colleagues, the day you went into Robotina and you took the civilians out. There was another team, but they were killed.
0: Ми з проходили в Німеччині. Ми в Germany на американській базі. І, вірити тяжко про це розповідати. Для нас дуже тяжело втрат. Да. то есть, вспоминать, рассказывать, ну, я сказать, it's очень тяжело на на душу. Это с тем дяденьким человеком прожил, проспал, проявил, его потом резко не
2: Still they carry on southwards along a stretch of road they've nicknamed the road to hell to give you an idea Issa, of just how difficult the conditions are there the artillery checks the drones that make uh, any any anyone uh, emerging of of course the target's very difficult to make any progress in those circumstances but the fierce the fighting is so fierce uh, that we've been hearing from the Ukrainian side today uh, of uh, a series of attacks the south uh, of robotna towards the next village southwards where uh, one uh, one hillside, one stronghold, one Russian stronghold. Uh, it took the Ukrainians five days to recapture. Wow. We're not talking about a village. We're not talking about a town. We're talking about one stronghold on the road to the next village. And what we are hearing uh, from various accounts is of huge losses uh, on both sides. In the end, every meter that is being fought for is costing a great deal uh, to both Ukrainians and Russians. Isa.